And I'd like to welcome you all to the Department of Defense's Bloggers Roundtable uh, for Friday, May 20th, 2011. My name, once again, is Petty Officer William Selby with the Office of the Secretary of Defense Public Affairs, and I'll be moderating the call. Today, we are honored to have as our guest Mrs. Laura Stoltz, wife of Lieutenant General Jack C. Stoltz, Chief Army Reserve and Commanding General, U.S. Army Reserve Command. Also with her is Janet Glasser. Uh, Ms. Stoltz will be discussing the amazing transformation of family programs and resources over her 35 years as an Army spouse. She will explain that there is more to be done and will take uh, questions on developing sustainable programs that support the unique needs of the Army Reserve family. Uh, with that, Ms. Stoltz and uh, Ms. Glasser, if you have uh, some opening comments, you can go ahead with those now. Uh, good morning from the Windy City. This is Laura Stoltz. Um, thank you for allowing us to um, chat with you today. Uh, and uh, we certainly appreciate your passion and support and the commitment to military families everywhere and uh, that DOD has these programs and opportunities for us to discuss these um, things. And uh, I am new at blogging, so this is a brand new experience for me, but I'm happy to answer your questions. And Ms. Glasser has been in family programs for 31 years, so she uh, is up to date on everything that we're doing for our families. Thank you very much, ma'am. Uh, Amy, for now, if you'd like, you can ask as many questions as you want until others join. I'm going to be uh, emailing and taking care of that right now. So Awesome. Uh, I never turned down that opportunity. Thank you so much, ma'am, for taking time to do this today. Uh, sorry the other bloggers aren't on. They're missing out. Um, I uh, had the pleasure of meeting your husband at AUSA last year. I don't know if you were there or not, but I don't think we met. Um, I'm a blogger and reporter for Military.com, just so you know. Um, so one of the things after talking to your husband about the Army uh, Reserve or Army Strong Community Center um, was that um, kind of after the fact it occurred to me that while that's obviously a huge step in the right direction, um, the Reserve has been around for a long time. And while the regular Army has this huge wealth of resources, um, the Guard Reserve and, of course, the Guard as well suffer in relative obscurity. Um, why has it taken so long for these something like these centers and these centers themselves to come about? Well, I I don't know why it didn't happen uh, uh, before exactly, but I I do know that it was a concept that my husband and I had discussed uh, when he was named chief of the reserve, and I said I want I want to try to do these centers. We uh, last weekend. We went to Oregon where we opened our fourth one in Clackamas Community College and it's the first one outside of a reserve center. It seems like a great fit to tie into the education community out in our nation and we are looking to probably do that again. There are uh, a lot of young people looking to um, use their GI benefits, GI Bill benefits or either uh, join the reserve and, uh, and get the benefit, the education. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, I have learned uh, being a military spouse for thirty six years that everything happens slow in the military. <laughs> um, one of the other things that occurred to me, especially as we're talking about funding shortfalls and fund, um, reducing the amount of budget the entire government gets, but also the specifically the Department of Defense. 
um, you know, is the funding for these Army Strong Community Centers in jeopardy at all as we talk about that? Well, right now we're doing pilot programs, and they are funded by the Army Reserve, although we did not name them the Army Reserve Strong Community Centers. They're Army Strong Community Centers, and that means we take care of active duty. In fact, a, a good third of the people walking in our centers are active duty families. We also serve the National Guard, the uh, Army, uh, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, the Coast Guard, and all of their reserve components. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the active duty side has a lot of ROTC instructors and uh, recruiters and uh, um, the cadet commands and things that are are out there and need, need service too away from the installation. Uh, as far as the funding, yes, uh, funding is, is extremely tight. But if you look at these centers as uh, given our military families what they deserve, and should mm-hmm. get. Uh, th- this is an umbrella where you can put all kinds of things, survivor outreach, um, uh, Gold Star families, connecting them with the military. There's a strong need for that. Everywhere we go, people tell us that um, they want face-to-face contact. There has been surveys done. They want that face-to-face. Every single problem cannot be solved online. Uh, that would be wonderful if you could just have everybody get on the computer and all their... Um, issues be solved instantly. That just doesn't happen. We have uh, uh, people that have TRICARE issues and they're just frustrated uh, trying to solve it all over the telephone or online. And they, we have people that um, uh, know who to get in contact with if you have a TRICARE issue. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a lot of things that we, they're mainly for the soldiers and their families, but it's also a connection to the community. Mm. Uh, That's another thing that people say everywhere. What can we do? What can we do? And, of course, uh, the First Lady and Dr. Biden's program is is wonderful, um, getting communities to help. But the Army Reserve has been doing that for a good while now. And um, this way the communities uh, can offer services, discounts, uh, just to show support to the military family. Mm-hmm. And Amy, this is Janet. If I can say that um, because these are, are pilot sites and um, they're, uh, the first three are located in Army Reserve Centers, mm-hmm. although they're called an Army Strong Community Center, it's, it's not like the ACF uh, that have separate buildings on an installation. Right. So these are actually um, already existing spaces in... Uh, Reserve centers and um, a, a, a incredible offer from the Clackamas Community College to be located within their community center. Hmm. I have a question. So the overhead oh, is really low. I'm sorry. So the overhead's really low for that. There's yeah. there's two staff people at each of our uh, four locations. Sorry for cutting you off there. I, I did no, have no, a, a short question. Um, Ma'am, uh, Ms. Stoltz, could you provide some, um, I don't know, some feedback on how it has changed, how, how the, uh, the programs have changed in, the, in your 35 years, if you could provide maybe a, an example or two? Okay. Um, 
My husband and I got married in 1975, and he was on active duty. Uh, after four and a half years, he, he got out and immediately joined a reserve unit. And it was the one weekend a month, uh, two weeks in the summer. And I thought that's the way it was going to be until retirement. Um, when 9-11 uh, happened, uh, we were in his hometown for his father's funeral, and we heard on the radio um, that Iraq had invaded Kuwait, and he turned to me and said, I'll have to go. And I laughed at him, and I said, no, you won't. They don't send reserve soldiers. And he said, this was in late August, uh, I believe, and uh, by Thanksgiving, he was gone. So I know that first time that he was deployed, um, there was very little communication. There was, uh, uh, we lived two hours from his reserve center. We had four uh, children at home. And they had their FRG meetings during the week. Uh, that made it impossible for me to get to those meetings. Um, we didn't have such a thing as a virtual FRG. Um, somebody did call from the FRG and help me solve a problem. Um, so I knew that there was benefit in belonging to an FRG. It was just too difficult to uh, uh, go out on uh, the weeknights, um, school nights with our kids. So um, then my kids got a little older. Uh, my husband deployed to, to Bosnia. It was a little better. Um, uh, communication was a little better. He got to call home a little bit more often. Uh, Desert Storm, I heard from him on the phone maybe once every six weeks. And uh, he was a busy man, and so he didn't spend a lot of time writing letters. This last deployment, when he left in 2002, 2004, he... Um, was able to email me on a pretty regular basis, and I kept a copy of every email that he sent me. I um, I, I know that that made a difference. I, I more and more programs through the military were there for the families. I I think the active duty got it down pretty good uh, in taking care of their families. The uh, National Guard and Army Reserve uh, is always improving. They have a lot of programs. But there's still that uh, you drive to an installation for a lot of your needs. I, I just wanted to bring the installations to the communities that did not have support networks there um, to try to build it out in the community. Thank you, oh, thank you very much, Pam. And um, Amy, you can go ahead with your other questions. Yeah, um, so are there any other, uh, you mentioned specifically putting this community center inside uh, or on a college campus um, and the benefits for the GI Bill and education uh, links there. Are there any other plans to expand outside of standing Army Reserve Centers and if so do those involve colleges like this last one you guys did? Well, we, we do have an offer. We have to investigate and make sure of the um, uh, amount of soldiers, uh, of all components, that would be near the um, uh, the new pilot center. We we are looking at a uh, college campus. We we do want to do the next two pilot centers uh, outside of a reserve center if at all possible. Um, like uh, Ms. Glasser said, uh, we got a fabulous deal of um, with Clackamas Community College. Uh, the people there were. So supportive. I can't say enough about what a wonderful community there. And uh, um, 
And so uh, that looks like it would be a really good place to put one, but that's why we, we call them pilot centers. We're, we're, we want to try different uh, things. So we may do another one in a college, and uh, we may do one um, in, as, in a mall kiosk. Uh, unfortunately, there's security uh, things there that we have to follow, so we're not sure that we can do that. But we're looking at a lot of different uh, things. I think... Um, you know, there's National Guard armories and reserve centers, but there's security around those. And we want people to feel comfortable walking in and not feel like it's a scary place to go. If you're in the Army Reserve, you don't know anything about the, the, the Guard armory uh, and vice versa. Um, so we want to make it uh, easy for our families to get in and out. So it's a balancing act between not enough security and too much security. <laughs> it looks that way. Um, how many pilot centers are you planning? Well, we had hoped to do uh, eight, but with the funding right now, we're hoping to have six by the time my husband uh, leaves as chief of the reserve. And what is that plan, ma'am? Right now, it's uh, he has another year. And you said you have four total right now? Yeah. We just opened the fourth one. Okay. Um. And you can't give us a hint of where this other possible college is. I gotta ask. Uh, well, I, I would, I would love to tell you, but I don't even know myself. We, okay. we, we have three regions of the country that we're looking that we haven't serviced yet. So, uh, it'll, what are those regions? Well, uh, you you can look at where we have uh, we have one in uh, New York, right? Pennsylvania, one in North Carolina. And mm -hmm. one in Oregon, so we don't have one in the southwest or the southeast or right smack in the middle of the country. So <laughs> that's the three regions, hot <laughs> area. And those are those are big regions. So there you go. Yes. Um, one of the other things, Amy, this is Janet, that we were considering was uh, actually having a team be mobile, and um, you know, from one of those. Uh, regions in the country uh, maybe uh, go to different places each day of the week. Yeah. Uh, so that we wouldn't uh, be, you know, just located in one spot, but then they could have some connectivity when they needed to work on the issues and then still be available to the population. So. Right, right. Um, I, I can see how this is full of uh, possibilities and hard to pick the best one. Does... Um, when you pick a place for the for Army Strong Community Center, what sort of uh, research and planning goes into that? Well, we, we, we look at the military population. We look at the distance from a major installation. Uh, just a little small military depot uh, doesn't service a family. So I, we also look if it's near an Air Force base or um, mm -hmm. a Navy base, things like that, where people can can get services done. We uh, okay. go in the community and see what kind of support that the community is willing to offer. Um, so far, everywhere we look, we do get that uh, community support, but we, we just have to uh, uh, kind of pick and choose where uh, we think it will work the best and, and where we can try a little something new. Okay. Are you satisfied with how this is going so far? Do you is there anything that you wish was happening with it that isn't? 
Oh, yes. I, if I had a dream, I would wish for uh, tons of money, and I could put these uh, in every state. But um, but I know the financial uh, constraints that this country has right now, and, uh, and everybody in the military is saying we need to do more with less. And uh, I just think if we could consolidate services in some regions, I don't think that making uh, Making do with less means not taking care of our families. I think we do need to go out there and make sure that they know about their benefits and uh, uh, and ways to get uh, ID cards renewed and um, to find out about the summer camps. Or if you are unemployed, our, our people can put you in touch with our employer partnership opportunities that um, we have in the Army Reserve, but that's for any military person. Right. We have a uh, a young man that walked into Clackamas Community College before the grand opening, and uh, he was married, uh, had two kids, another one on the way. He was unemployed. They checked in to his background. He was he deserved the GI Bill benefit, and. Um, they got him that, which comes with a monthly stipend. They found him a part-time job. He's going to be going to school uh, full-time, working part-time, and he has a bright future ahead. And this was all because of the people at our, our community center um, helped him out. He didn't know where to go. He, he, he knew that there was such a thing as a GI Bill, but he didn't know he qualified. So right. this, this, we have stories like that at each center where um, – Wonderful things are happening to to our military families. Give me one second here. Um. Well, I think I'm. This has never happened before. So, okay, good. Uh, I think I'm out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Roger that. I think, well, I think she's running. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Can we talk about what we're doing here in Chicago? Absolutely. Well, after more than 10 years uh, at war, our families uh, are, are stressed and strained, and uh, the buzzword in the military nowadays is resilience. So for a year, we've been planning this conference, um, the uh, uh, general officers and uh, command sergeant majors, the chief warrant officers, um, their spouses, senior civilians have come together here in Chicago w with the staff and everything. Um, the, the spouses have an opportunity to have a spouse program, and um, we have put together a resilience conference uh, focusing on the physical, spiritual, and uh, mental health of our spouses. Um, if, if we could take better care of ourselves, we can take better care of our soldiers um, that we're married to and better care of our families, better care of uh, the soldiers in the command. Uh, we, uh, some of our spouses go back to their individual commands and replicate these conferences and, and teach uh, almost chain teaching down the line. So... Uh, we, we get a lot of this. Our, our spouses very rarely get this opportunity to connect with other military spouses, and especially at this level. 
And so it's it's a wonderful training opportunity for us and uh, networking, and it uh, it leaves everybody uh, reinvigorated to to keep hanging in there and and do the best job that we can as uh, volunteers. Thank you, ma'am. And um, did you have any other, uh, or did anybody else have any comments? Well, we have a, a, about 80 uh, people in our conference, and uh, we're very happy to uh, be welcome, welcoming some incredible speakers. Um, General Cornum will be joining us from the Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program and uh, talking about the, the soldier as well as the family global assessment tool uh, that is available. So uh, it was uh, through... Uh, uh, a short meeting with uh, some some of our uh, senior senior spouses, uh, senior leader spouses, that uh, we uh, took the family global assessment tool and made some recommendations. So that's actually being uh, shortened. There were almost twice as many questions for the, the spouse family members as there were for the soldiers. So that's being shortened and uh, you know to address all uh, five elements of uh, the resiliency. So we're happy to have had a part in that as well. And um, we're really excited about being here in Chicago and about all of the presentations that we have at the Resiliency Conference here. Well, uh, thank you very much, ma'am, and uh, thank you, everybody, for your time. Uh, I'd like to say a special thank to, uh, thanks to Ms. Bouchette, to Amy Bouchette, for joining the call today. I apologize that no, none of the other bloggers were on the line, but it was still a great roundtable and very informative. Uh, today's program will be available online at dodlive.mil, where you'll be able to access a story based on today's call along with source documents such as the audio file and a print transcript. Again, thank you, Mrs. Stoltz, and thank you, Ms. Glasser, uh, and our blogger participant. This concludes today's event. Feel free to disconnect at this time. <laughs>